Welcome to the In and Around Pleasant Hill podcast with Alex Cotodad, a successful real estate business owner and a lifelong resident of the East Bay, who received a Hometown Hero Award for his Facebook group, In and Around Pleasant Hill Food and Drinks, saving local restaurants during the pandemic. His new podcast will provide inspiring success stories and educational takeaways from local business owners and community leaders, helping listeners get from where they are to where they want to be. Hope everybody's doing well. Welcome to another episode of my podcast and and around Pleasant Hill with Alex Kodadat. I'm excited. This is actually going to be our sixth episode. Um, you know, it's amazing how time is flying by. And I have a guest with me today that she means a lot to me. She's a, a very close friend of mine. Uh, Ms. Pappas, how are you? Hi, Alex. How are you doing? Good, good. Thank you. Thank you so much for asking. Um, so as always, do me a favor and subscribe and let your friends know about my new podcast. And, you know, the uh, purpose of this podcast is to be an inspirational and an educational journey for all by me interviewing local, um, you know, business owners, local community leaders, um, and, and to be able to help our listeners go from where they're at to where they want to go be. So, um, Mrs. Pappas, I want to uh, thank you so much. Uh, you know, Mrs. Pappas is the principal of Valhalla Elementary in uh, Pleasant Hill, and that's actually where my both of my kids go there also too. And the title of this podcast is going to be uh, Local Leadership. So I'm going to give it to you and let our, you know uh, listeners know a little bit about your background to start out with, please. Thank you, Alex. Please call me Theo or Theodora. My name is Theodora Tapas. And as you said, I'm the principal of Valhalla Elementary School. And I was going to give you a little bit about my background. Um, I just wanted to let everyone know I started here at Valhalla Elementary School in the middle of September. So um, as we know, the previous principal, um, uh, Lisa Keck, who is a close friend and colleague, she accepted the position over at Sequoia Middle School, where she had been a vice principal. So after she got that um, position, I knew there was going to be a position open here at Valhalla Elementary School. And I immediately, that first, the first time Lisa had mentioned that she was applying um, to possibly go back to Sequoia Middle School, I, I just had that great idea what a great opportunity it would be for me to come over and be here. So as I said, I did start as the principal of Valhalla Elementary School officially um, in the middle of uh, September of um, of this year, of last year, 2020. Um, a little bit about my background, Theodora Pappas. I am Greek-American. Both of my parents were born in Greece, but I was born um, in Berkeley, California and uh, went to Berkeley High School. I will not tell you what year, just kidding. <laughs> um, went to Berkeley High School and uh, graduated from UC Davis. And uh, my mom worked for the Greek consulate in San Francisco. And my dad um, had a restaurant in San Pablo, but he was very involved in city politics, city council, Rotary, um, always involved in the community. So I had an idea as a, as a young papist but I wanted to be an ambassador. I wanted to see the world. I thought that was my calling. And at UC Davis, I was given the opportunity to apply to be an intern at the, at the consulates, at the embassies. And I applied for the consulate of Greece um, and was, I mean, I'm sorry, the embassy of the United States in Athens, Greece. And I did that for six months. And I thought this was going to be my calling. And I was not, I was not that into it. So even though I, you know, I like the culture and I like the idea that I might be able to travel, I was not into 
the actual work. I, I thought it was, you know, bureaucratic. I, I didn't see, um, you know, council members making changes. I knew it was a lot of paperwork, a lot of visas, a lot of, I was just, I wasn't feeling it. So after I came back and graduated from Davis, I uh, went to Cal State Fullerton just to um, get a master's degree in political science because I was still interested in the topic. And I thought I could teach at the community college and to make a long story short, after getting my master's in political science at Cal State Fullerton, I decided to um, uh, receive a position in Antioch of teaching 12th grade government and econ at Deer Valley High School. And that was the, that was the beginning of my career of education. Um, and that was awesome. As I said, I, I studied, um, I was ready for, you know, political science and economics and, you know, love teaching at that level, 12th graders, getting ready to go to college. And um, as I was there for five years, um, several of the vice principals and principals said, you know, you, should, you, you have leadership skills. So let's develop your leadership skills. So I got my administrative credential um, from Chapman. I got both my um, uh, uh teaching credential and administrative credential from Chapman, which is now called Brandman University. And I became an administrator. I became a vice principal of a middle school in San Ramon. Then I became the vice principal over here at Foothill Middle School. And I was there for six years and I love, I love middle school and I love secondary. And when my principal, um, April Bush, whose mother coincidentally taught here at Valhalla Elementary School for 30 years, Mrs. Stein, um, when April announced her retirement and she said, you know, what are your next steps? You're not going to, you know, continue to be a vice principal, you know, for a new principal. Are you going to apply to be a principal here? Are you going to, you know, go be a vice principal at Northgate? That was a position offered. And even though I, you know, love the Walnut Creek community, I was, was really, you know, thinking out of the box. And I said, you know, maybe, maybe I'll try elementary school. So I went down to MDUSD Human Resources and said, do you guys have something in elementary school? And they said, hey, don't you want to go to Northgate Middle Northgate High School? They know you, you know, the community, you're a member of the community. Um, and I said, you know, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm really ready to try a challenge. I want to work with our youngest learners and their families. And I, I, I really was ready to just get out of the box and do something new. After how many years? 15 years in second, no. 16 years in secondary, I said, you know, give me a chance at an elementary. And Alex, I know I've told you before, I was the vice principal at Cambridge Elementary School in Concord. And then when this, you know, and I learned a lot. I learned a lot about curriculum. I learned a lot about, of course, you know, reading and math, but a lot about social emotional growth and connecting to the community and building, really building our, our youngest scholars. And that's something it just, it, it got me right here. I love elementary school. And as I said, when um, my friend Lisa Keck mentioned something to me about, you know, uh, applying for Sequoia and then immediately in my mind, I said, I'm going to get Valhalla. I'm going to go to Valhalla. So um, I came over in August and that's when I met you, Alex. And I met the community when Lisa was, Lisa Keck was transitioning over to Sequoia. I came in here to help and I just completely fell in love with the community, the students, the families. The teachers, we have, as you know yourself, we have the best teachers. Of course, all MDUSD teachers are the best, but we really have a very special group of uh, educators here at Valhalla. And this is where I've been since I applied and interviewed for the position. And I'm so grateful to get the position here at Valhalla and officially started in September. 
Well, we're really middle of September. We're really happy to have you now. Thank you. Know, you. you know, um, the, the, again, the title of this podcast is Local Leadership. And you said something, you said, you know, um, they saw that by uh, leadership skills. Like, how do you, what does that look like? Like, how do you, how can you look at someone and see that leadership skills? You want to get a little bit more into yeah, I'm, Is that something you're, you're born with? Or is that something that you, 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 you earn or you, you know, you, you learn as you go? I think both. And I, and I, and I see you, Alex, as well as a, uh, a community leader. And that's, you know, local leadership, community leaders, positive leaders. I think, you know, when, when you first become an educator, you really care about your classroom and you really focus on how to have the most nurturing, positive, comfortable setup for your students in your classroom. And then when, when you kind of get a handle on that, then you start thinking, how's my grade level doing? How are the other 12th grade government and economics teachers doing? How are, wh what can we do to work together? So then you start collaborating and then you start caring about the whole school. And that was that perspective, as I said, my, both my vice principal and my principal, they, 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 we call it a tap on the shoulder. They tapped me on the shoulder and they said, you're, you know, you're ready to start taking on whole school issues. So I think the first step is to really care about not what's going on in your business or in your household, in your community, and to really have that, that care, that you care about what's happening. Like I, I've seen it with your, with my own eyes, Alex, you really care about the community of Pleasant Hill, not just Valhalla, not just, you know, the feeder pattern, but you really care about the community. So I think that's the first step to being a positive leader. Right. Thank you. The, the second step is having the, I'm looking for a better word, but the caring. So you care about the community, but you have to care about people. And I think, you know, of course we can look at test scores and we can look at data and I am a data person. I, I do look at data and I, I do look at, you know, different, you know, points of information. But I think in order to be a true community leader, as you yourself are, Alex, you, ha you have to care about people and take the time to get to know them and their stories. Because yeah. how can you serve your community if you don't know who your community is? Yeah. So that's why, Alex, I've always encouraged you with all the community events that you do. It's your getting to know your community and building capacity within your own group. Right. Yeah. So I think those are the most important parts about being a leader is really listening, um, looking at data, but also really looking at the anecdotal stories and evidence of, of what's going on in the community so that you can serve your community when you know what, what you have and then what, what you need in order to grow. Right, right. So, um, Theodora, uh, last year, I mean, you became the principal of one of the top rated elementaries um in east bay um you know and and right in the middle of a pandemic like how what tell me about your challenges we want to hear your challenges like how were you sure well you know one, one of the biggest challenges and, and i was able to squeeze in right in august and um help with uh they call it all in one days um so i was able to briefly you know of course wearing a mask uh, being socially distanced when when families came just to pick up their materials, but besides uh, the, the the material drop offs and pickups that happen every two weeks, I wasn't able to see the students and the teachers in person. 
So it was definitely, it was, it was surreal to be, you know, I became a principal during a time when the only people that were required to be on campus was myself, yeah. our custodian, Mr. Ken, who truly is a community leader and a very strong positive leader here at Valhalla Elementary School. He's, he's an institution. He's been here for 32 years. Absolutely. I mean, he knows yeah. he's, a, he is a, a, a heart and soul of our school. Absolutely. So it was myself, Mr. Ken, as you know, Mrs. Melissa, our office manager. And then it was really, it was, it was the three of us coming in every day and looking for ways to connect with students and families. And then eventually we hired our, um, our office secretary, Ms. Rebecca, who's another wonderful addition. But in the beginning, as I said, it was myself, um, Mrs. Melissa and Mr. Ken. And that's how we had to get creative in ways of, of communication and building capacity. And, you know, at, at Cambridge, we used one platform and at Valhalla, they used another platform. So getting to know different platforms. So we started the S'more newsletters and we call them the Valhalla Pride of newsletters of what's going on here at school to communicate. And with the teachers, uh, they have a, a, our weekly newsletters called the Valhalla Vibe. Um, and so being able to utilize all of our platforms to communicate electronically, going in to Zoom classrooms, um, getting to know students and their teachers, going going into Zoom classrooms, if you can believe it, yeah. and utilizing the time and pick up and drop off. Now, I really think this pandemic is uh, is really going to make or, or, or parents are going to rethink that and be more grateful to teachers because for the last year they've been the teacher taking care of the yeah. kids in the house and probably going crazy right mm -hmm. and now you got a teacher in a classroom of 30 students and now maybe they will be more grateful i mean i know that parents are grateful i, I think they are even more grateful of saying wow they, they, these, I, they are they are superheroes i mean they're exactly wonderful. Thank you. And I, and I think, I think one of the, one of the, you know, positive parts is that really building that relationship with families and their teachers, because, you know, it's no longer, can you just not, not that Valhalla families ever just dropped off their kids and, and just picked them up at the end of the day, but it really strengthened those partnerships. Like when I met, um, when, you know, and finally on March 25th, when we finally opened, um, you know, under all the safety guidelines. Um, and I was, you know, saying hello to people and I had families and students. I said, you know, hello, um, I'm, you know, Miss Pappas, uh, you know, the, your principal. And I had so many, as I said, kids and parents that said, I know you, I've seen you on Zoom. And it was, it was awesome to hear that. I, I know, and I, or, or a, a parent would introduce a child. Oh, that's your, that's your principal. I know her, I know her from Zoom. And uh, one of the parts one of the, 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 the strong parts is that I'm used to going into a lot of classrooms daily. And, you know, parents, parents didn't really know how many classrooms you would cover in a day. But with the Zoom and a lot of parents um, had access to their kids' Zoom, they'd be like, oh, yeah, Miss Pappas does go to, you know, a lot of classrooms. That was one of the benefits, definitely being able to utilize the Zoom platform to get into classes, to get to know my teachers and my students. And then especially during conference week and back to school night, I was able to attend um, back to school night um, and get to know the community really well and, and doing things on, on Twitter, on, you know, on Constella. I know the VPFA is so positive with their communication using Constella. Um, and one of the um, things I, I've spoken to Dr. Adam Clark, our superintendent, he streamlined the communication for the whole district. 
So he, you know, purchased Parent Square, which is an app and an, and an email so that the whole, all, you know, almost 30,000 students can now communicate through Parent Square. Because as I said, at Cambridge, we used Class Dojo. At Valhalla, we were using Constella. At, you know, other sites are using other ways of communicating, S'more, Constella, I mean, so many different things. And that's something that I'm really grateful for Dr. Clark is that he, you know, rolled out, people were using Infinite Campus. I mean, there are so many different um, school loop, right? So many different uh, communication tools. And he purchased Parent Square for all of us and we're using it. And it's very user-friendly. So communication, being able to explore different tools of communication has been very important during this pandemic, especially. Right. So Theodora, you were talking about Zoom. Um, the fact that, you know, students have been on Zoom for the last year, is this going to have an impact on the years to come and their future sure. study? Will, will this have an impact, do you think? Sure. I mean, we've, we've all, you know, how, how could it not impact? But, you know, I, and, and I know that some, some educators and leaders have been talking about learning loss, but I think we need to really need to view it as, as the opportunities, the opportunities that, you know, we, a lot of us, you know, 70% of Valhalla did come back for hybrid in March. Um, we have another of the students that didn't come for hybrid, a lot of them are here in summer session. So we are continuing to grow capacity, get to know each other and really focus on our social emotional learning and the connections. And I'm sure I, I'm positive that the education, it, it will come with it as, as we are comfortable coming back to school. I mean, you should see, I remember March 25th, like it honestly, it was just so exciting where we just had a hundred kids come to school at Valhalla and then they came again. No, they just came back that Thursday. And then, you know, and then we, we let out for spring break and then we had the whole group A kids come 200 kids. And then that Thursday we had all of group B kids come. And so we had, you know, 400 out of, you know, 560 kids come in. As I said, we have another 130 kids here at um, summer session. So even though I know that, you know, some people want to focus on the loss that's happened, I really want to focus on the positive and this opportunities that we have had. As I said, I feel that the partnerships between teachers and, and parents um, has really grown. And not just with parents. I, I have grandparents here, aunties, uncles, um, you know, child care providers. I, I think it's really strengthening all the partnerships that we have here, here in, in the district, not just Valhalla, but the whole district, a, a lot of growth and really relationship building. Absolutely. So, um, Theodora, what is it going to look like in the fall? Can you give us a little snapshot of that? I, I, I appreciate the question. And I know that, you know, we had our, we've had leadership meetings, um, you know, leadership meetings with the whole district, with Dr. Clark, leadership meetings um, with uh, Marge Kalbeck, and we talk about different things. I know that there's uh, the Cal OSHA laws. I know that there's different articles that have come out. So I, I, I know that we're, from what I understand, I don't mean to overstep, but I know that we will be, you know, full time. Um, starting August 12th, I know that's kind of early, August 12th, you know, we're, we're super excited, um, you know, can't wait, we're, we are enjoying summer session, um, but we are, you know, also very excited for August 12th, um, and then it's easy for me to say, oh, I think things will be back to normal, but, you know, what is normal? I know that, you know, most adults have had the opportunity 
to become vaccinated. Um, I know kids from 12 to 18 also have the opportunity, but we know that it's not it's not available for elementary school students. So I know that we'll be looking to the school board and Dr. Clark and his executive cabinet to see what it'll be looking what it'll be looking like. Um, in the fall. And I think Alex, a great idea. I think, you know, we're good at keeping in touch um, to do so, to do something like this when we have more information, maybe in the beginning of August right. um, and we can, you know, push it out to the Valhalla families um, or, you know, the community about what the, the new normal is going to look like, right? Like we haven't an issue. I just thought of, you know, that we haven't had on campus. We haven't had food on campus, yeah. right? What's lunchtime going to look like? We know that I've hired this amazing cafeteria manager. She is actually a Valhalla graduate. She went to Valhalla Elementary School. And um, she, she, you know, we, we've, you know, met and talked about what it's going to look like. Uh, usually at Valhalla, we eat outside in our beautiful amphitheater. But I, from what I understood, I know one of the decisions is that all students will most likely be eating outside. And it's going to be a kind of a brown bag situation. But there's, there's a lot of details that we don't know. So it's, you know, there's going to be a lot of information that I know. And I know that, you know, June 14th is a, is a big date. There's a lot of information will be going out. I know that I'm sure that our, you know, our governor and our, you know, the, the, our superintendent of all the California schools will be having, a, 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 you know, a lot more information coming out soon. Yep. You know, um, you said something. You said uh, the cafeteria manager used to went to Valhalla Elementary and then beginning of our uh, when we started the podcast, you stated that you know you you worked for the uh, embassy of uh, U.S. embassy in Greece. Yeah, I interned at the at the U.S. embassy in Athens. Yeah, in Athens, and and you said that you know I I was you know issuing visas or doing this, but I think as a leader, is that fulfillment like you don't feel fulfilled? I mean, like who gets a visa and then comes back twenty years later to thank you, right? But yeah, exactly. Or being a teacher, like. When I went back, when I went back to, you know, my high school after 30 something years and I saw my teachers I, and I walked, they didn't recognize me, but I recognized them. I walked up to them and I hugged them and I said, thank you because of you, because of what you did to me 35 years ago. I am who I am today. That's something that 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 leaves behind a legacy. And that's yeah. what you've done. You're leaving behind a legacy. You thank can't you. do that by issuing visas. No, no. And I actually I had another internship. At the, I don't think I ever told you this, Alex, because I remember I told you I was, I love Egypt and I'm so interested in Egyptian history and the monuments. I actually interned for seven months at the Egyptian consulate in San Francisco. <laughs> so I really thought I was on that track yeah. to be, to become involved in the foreign service. And it just, I've always loved kids. I have seven goddaughters. I have cousins and I'm the fun auntie. And I, and I just became an official aunt. My brother had yeah, a kid nice. in February, in, I'm sorry, January. And I love, I mean, I truly, truly, truly love children. And I hope that shows in every interaction I have, regardless if it's with a teacher or a student or, you know, the post office lady, I, you know, love, love students, love the community, love educators. So I hope that, I hope that shows in all my transactions. Oh, it's our, we, we, we already see it. And we're grateful to you, your staff, everybody at Valhalla and all the other schools, all the teachers, principals that you know done done so much yeah. for our children we've uh, we've been hosting a uh, hidden valley they're under construction and they're an awesome group i'm working closely with their vice principal christian nolt and he also has we have nine teachers um with 15 kids each approximately and he has his 
campus, you know, nine teachers, well, they have about 15 kids each as well. So it is, you know, really collaborating and we're so happy to be hosting um, Hidden Valley Elementary School. So it's awesome. Awesome. So we're, we're pretty much running out of time. Is there anything else you'd like to cover, Theodora, before we go? I just, I really want to thank you. I want to thank teachers and I really want to thank parents and students for all of this flexibility and the grace and the kindness that they've shown us. I know that I've made a few mistakes. I know that, you know, maybe a, a teacher has, uh, our teachers don't make mistakes. Um, I know, but, but, but just the, the teamwork and the community spirit that has come out of this pandemic is probably the silver lining in what was a very, very weird year in, you know, a year and a half of some kids coming to school, some kids not coming to school, different levels of quarantining within family structures. You know, I, ha I, have a, I, have, I haven't seen my best friend from high school in over a year because she's, she's medically fragile. So she's, of course, we have FaceTime and Messenger and all these different things, but it's not the same as hanging out. So as I said, we're, we're all using our different communication tools um, to focus on the positive, and hopefully this pandemic is coming to a close, hopefully. God willing, God willing. Well, I want to thank you. I thank you for everything you've done for our school, for our community. I'm grateful thank to you. you. I really appreciate you. I do, uh, too. All right. All right. So, uh, uh, folks, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Do me a big favor. Please make sure you guys um, subscribe to my podcast. And please share this with um, you know family and friends. And we would love for you to leave us a five-star review. Again, thank you for tuning in. And thank, thank you. Thank you. See you later. Thank you, Alex. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.